Hello, folks. It's us. We're back. Coco and Nay, Dylan and Healing. What's up, Coley? What up, Nay Nay? Happy Resurrection Day. Happy Resurrection Day. This is today is April 4th, 2021. And we are coming back for another one. Another one. Um, we are very excited as we are finally launching. We have done enough recording and laughing mostly <laughs> to get ready to um, let the world into our private conversations. Um, and we just wanted to take a few moments to talk about our podcast before we get into our topic. Um, if you did not listen to our first podcast about how our friendship came to be, Coco and I have been friends for almost 27 years. And we are finding ways to connect or have been through a global pandemic as this is the first year we have not made physical contact in all of those years. Um, so it's been an adjustment. But out of that, we have birthed this lively discussion and thought, why not do a podcast? I mean, everybody's doing it, but here's the thing. <laughs> lean in, lean in. Here's the thing. Coco, are we graphic artists? I'm a little bit. I mean, I'm graphic, but I'm not an artist. <laughs> or at least the kind of artistry that we're graphic about has nothing to do with podcasting. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and Coco, are we uh, tech savvy? No, not really. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, mm -mm. not mm -mm. even a little bit. So what we're saying is like brown sugar, organic brown sugar. It's real and it's raw. OK, we don't edit. We don't. Uh, sometimes our phones are off. Sometimes they're not, you know, you thought you put on do not disturb, but you might hear a ring in one of the podcasts. Hey, it is what it is. We've got seniors. It's real. Knocking on the door. We've got teenagers. Okay. Look, this is our life. And honestly, we did this for us. This, these are discussions that we have for us. We have found a new, um, or additional form of therapy. And so if you are into it, be into it. And if you're not, Hey, like Kool-Aid, everybody has their favorite flavor. And the beauty is, is that in the world of podcasts, if that doesn't fit for you, there's another one that will fit for you. We may not be your cup of tea and that is okay. Just understand that we, we're not professionals, but we be dropping gems. We may not be comedians, but we hella funny. We are Black woman magic personified and can almost guarantee you either you're going to leave us crying, pondering your life, or laughing your abs off. Not your ass, your abs. Your stomach's going to be like, <laughs> just saying. That's a disclaimer right there. Just be ready. Just be ready. So if you are interested in our tidbits, our conversation into our private thoughts, um, please feel free. We are on most platforms. We'll be on most platforms. Right now, we have a um, podcast that has launched or will be launching on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Um, we also have a Patreon account. It's Dylan and Healing, D-E-A-L-N-H-E-A-L-N. 
Um, that is our name. And the whole premise of our podcast is having conversations, navigating the world as Black women, how we have survived, how we've triumphed over tragedy, how we've enjoyed life um, despite the pitfalls. And so um, we will be covering a lot of topics, a lot of things that are personal to us and inviting people to join us. We've talked about um, relationships. We've talked about family relationships. We've had our siblings on. We've had our mamas on. We've talked about um, our friendships. We've had friends on, best friends, longtime friends, early friends. And, you know, right now we're in a relationship series. Uh, we just got done interviewing a couple that was, that is polyamorous, or as we like to call it, they into the Amory. Okay. The Amory. The Amory. Um, so, you know, this is, this is Dylan and Hill and this is what it is. And talking is cathartic reflective thoughts are cathartic. Um, you can also email us at Dylan and Helen at gmail.com. We're excited. We're excited. We're excited. Yes, yes, yes. It is an exciting new time and a new adventure, um, to be able to share with you what we've gone through, what we're going through, like Janae said, in this pandemic, uh, forming or letting something grow that's positive come out of that. So, um, it's been, it's been, it's been really fun. It's been fun. It's been enlightening. It's been stressful sometimes because I'm not always there, but Janae's like on it and I'm like, Oh, we're recording. Let me put, um, let me put some clothes on real quick. I'll be there in a minute. (laughs) It's real. That's, it's just real. That's what it is. Like, you know, and I and I just started listening to podcasts like since we started recording to kind of get ideas and things like people. This is what they've been doing, but a lot of times, like people who are doing podcasts, they they have some recognition out there, they have some notoriety, they've been in something, uh, or they've been on radio, so they know you know what to say, what to do, the pauses and things like that. And I didn't know it's it's an art form, and we are very much amateurs, but it's been a really fun art form to you know dive into so um i'm excited to hear feedback i'm excited to hear what people think i'm excited to um be able to just share a little bit of us a little bit of wisdom that we have and even you know receive some wisdom from people just you know maybe you guys should try this maybe you should try that yeah yeah tell me i would love to learn love to learn so today's episode though i don't think y'all ready i don't i don't think they're ready either and uh So here's the thing about being in a pandemic as single women. You cannot intermingle with people who are not in your bubble, okay? And so what that means is dating has essentially been on pause. If you are like us and we're very much following the rules because you have seniors, because you have high risk in your bubble, the pandemic shut it down, okay? Shut it down. And so we kind of started reflecting on like, hey, we didn't really sign up for some areas of this uh, no contact order, okay? (laughs) More specifically, the lack of resources. And Coco, what do I mean by the lack of resources? What I'm thinking you're, if we're here, Janae, as we usually are, I'm thinking you're referring to the lack of the nutrition of vitamin D. You are. That is it. This is why we're besties. And full disclaimer at this moment, Mm -hmm. 
I don't know what minute we're on in taping, but this episode isn't going to be for the faint of heart in our circle. So moms, Mama Eula, Mama Kazi, this is not an episode that you probably want to listen to. Okay, you're going to want to skip to the next episode or the previous episode because being over 40, 40 plus, being single women, okay, desiring to have companionship, eventually husbands, um, and not being able to date for a year has been a trying experience. And quite frankly, the forced celibacy from lack of vitamin D. If you're listening to this and you're not watching it, you can't see my face, but it's just in a state of, Lord Jesus, take the will if you will. You know what I'm saying? It's just been rough. It's been rough. And let me, let me, let me tell you this. It's about to get real. Y'all ready? Lean in, y'all. You might want to put your ear pods in too, because I don't know if this is quite for your children's ears. <clears throat> I have a sexual appetite that is parallel to a, to a male. I love vitamin D. Maybe you guys know what that is now. I love vitamin D. Uh, and I, 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 I crave, my body needs it. Just like it needs my medication for my blood pressure. I need it. I, I need that intimacy from a, from a man. I need to feel that energy from a man, the, 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 the breath on the ear and this, all of that. And the, all of that. Um, yes. So not having access to that nutrient, that mineral, that vitamin could lead you into mental health issues. Tune in next week when we talk about mental health and black women. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem is that like Janae and I say, uh, not being able to connect for a year, which we typically do once a year, if not twice a year, maybe three times if we're lucky and being able to recharge being in the presence of your best friend, re-energizing yourself, being able to recharge your um, purpose and your drive and, you know, just getting through the next year is crucial it's just as crucial if you don't have a significant other or a partner or someone, let's be honest, just someone you can call and be like, yo, I need a chiropractor. Can you break my back off real quick? If you know what I mean. So that's, that's, that's a big, that's a big thing. It's, it's real. Let's be honest. It's, it's a real thing that we deal with. Um, yeah. And it's hard. It's really hard. It's absolutely hard. And, you know, not to say that we were in these streets prior pandemic, just dating, 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 dating. But I think there's something to be said about the option being taken away. Um, the option as yes. you're as you're getting older and wanting to settle down and wanting to find that lifetime partner, um, you know, it becomes a little bit more critical, a little bit more valuable at 40 plus. Right. Um, and so as single women, we've also been talking about the stigma of when you are aware of yourself and your needs, like Coco said, we have voracious appetites. The stigma that comes with knowing that you enjoy sex as a single woman. 
why we got to be out here acting like vitamin D is not good for you, good to you and good for you. Okay. So like she said, being able or a necessity, <laughs> being able to make a phone call. Okay. And be like, Hey, so I think the going culture is like, what you doing? Yeah. Okay. And so now that we're coming out of it, there's also this level of like caution, right? Because we've been in a pandemic and do you still feel like you just jump right back in there as a single woman? You also like now you have to, if you were grown and I, and I suggest this for anyone who is engaging in any um, intimate relationships that you have that discussion, like once the last been tested you know were there any complications things like that that's something that you should have as a, a responsible person who is engaging in intimate relations in sex I don't care if it's anal oral or um, vaginal or penis to penis or scissors or whatever it is make sure you guys have that talk but now added to that you gotta be like yo did you have you had a COVID test lately you got the sniffles. Hold on. Let me, you know, shoot you with the infrared gun to see if you got a fever. In the last 14 days, have you been around somebody who has the symptoms? Like you got to have all these conversations before you even say, so what's your favorite restaurant to eat at? I need to know that when we kick it, if I'm going to be exposed now, not just to chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, or a baby, but the COVID, that's just a whole extra level. It's just why? It's why? And do you do a mask or no? Like, what do you, what is it? What's the, what is the, what, what's the thing? What is it? What is the protocol? You're 1000% correct. Right. And so then I know for us, you're like, do I want to go through all that? Is it worth it? Because people already don't want to have the first conversations, not us. Cause we make sure everything is straight. Okay, but when you're out here and you're already feeling a little skittish about, I need to see your STI results. And I mean, the ones within the last week. Oh, you haven't had any? Go ahead and get some. Okay, as single women, you should feel like you're okay to advocate for yourself and asking for those things. Besides getting to the glove part, okay, before we even get there, can I see your sexual health history? Oh, because here's mine. See all these negatives? There you go. There you go. All these negatives, including the COVID. (laughs) Okay, so it makes like dating have this other, you know, this whole other underlining pressure, but even more so, it makes the get down be that much more harder. Much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so even if you are looking to date, your husband, even if you are purposefully practicing celibacy until you find your husband, you still got to face these hurdles in terms of getting back out there and making sure you don't get COVID. Okay. So we'd be interested in hearing how people are navigating the dating pool now that the world, I mean, some places in the world never closed. Coco's in Texas. I'm in California. Um, We definitely shut down and we've definitely been opening back up. But how are you navigating dating? Um, Especially for us, again, I mentioned like we are considered high risk because we have seniors in our house. You know, Coco has asthma. So 
how do you navigate this new level of of dating? And let's say all of those things fall in line. How then do you proceed in getting what you need and getting your appropriate dose without the label? So here's... Here's one thing I was thinking of because I am a victim, not a victim. I choose this. Um, I typically recycle because it's like, like TV shows. I watch comfort shows, like shows that I've already watched the whole season through. I watch it again because I know it's going to happen. I'm okay with it. I'm not watching to see what's going to happen next. It's just comfort, you know? So I think it's the same concept with partners. Um, I know this one. I know this crazy and and I've been trying, I've tried to date, you know, find new um, people just to kind of put myself out there, but it's hard to start again. It's hard to have to go through the process of um, having that first impression. And then actually like me, I like to get to the meat and potatoes. I want to know straight up who you are, not like straight at the bat, but like be honest about who you are, but you have to go through all of those little like minefields and things of getting to know that person. Whereas if you go through your blocked, you know, calls, people that you've blocked, you could be like, oh yeah, I mean, he was really annoying and he didn't call me back that one time, but (laughs) I know his STI history and he probably is a COVID, you know, he's like, I'm not going out. So he's probably been tested or he's been in the house. So do you go back and recycle that or do you go through the steps of getting to know somebody else, having those conversations about, you know, their sexual history, their sexual health history? Have you had the COVID test? What kind of ice cream do you like to eat? Do you want kids? Do you have kids? Do you have a crazy baby mama? My baby daddy's crazy. You going to be okay with that? You going to get barbecue? What do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? All that junk. And it's been four weeks and there's still been no administration of the vitamin D. I'm deficient, y'all. I'm deficient. I am vitamin D deficient. And standing on the sun doesn't work for me because then I break out because the vitamin I need, vitamin D that I need needs to be injected, if you will. (laughs) If you will. I need it to go straight into my system, if you will. I completely understand. And you made some very good points because, you know, we're both on dating apps. And just this week, I literally had two men. One said in our first conversation, 45 minutes in, well, you know, I just feel like if I'm going to date you and you're going to be dating me, you need to get rid of everybody else you're dating. Uh, Sir, what? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give you 48 hours. Okay, first of all, you should have put crazy across your profile because that it would have just been being honest. Okay. Second, who are you talking to? (laughs) So let me get this straight. Whomever else I may be dating needs to be canceled. The roster fired. Not that there's a roster. The bench cleared out. Because you may want to date me. I just want to make sure I understand this. Okay. Okay. Then there was another fella who I had that exact conversation. We got into, we talked a couple of times. We got into that exact conversation about 
how are you feeling about meeting people in person with COVID? You know, now you got to ask for a COVID shot. He was like, really? Is it that serious? You really do all that? You really ask for STI results? Because really they can give them to you and then go get down. Okay, first of all, hopefully I've been a good judge of character. And if we're having this conversation, that's not what the outcome is going to be. Saying this to say, this is the dating pool. (laughs) This is part of the dating pool, okay? And not to say that it's really slim pickings, but I also feel like at our age, the culture has shifted, right? So there are some things we're very old school about and some things we're not. Right. We cannot plan our life through texting, I'm sorry. And I've said this in a previous podcast. There are some conversations that have to be had voice to ear, period, right? right? So when in a text cessation in first meeting men, right, they want you to break down the resume. Well, what kind of man do you like? Well, what's your favorite food? Well, what's your favorite? I'm not interviewing for a position. I realize that I am, but I'm not. So we can have a conversation and have some laughs in between there talking about those things, but I'm not just going to fill out this questionnaire. But also, that's a kind of stuff you talk about, like you said, ear, ear to ear, mouth to ear, or on a date, not a text message survey. No. Case, no. In, point, case in point, the culture of dating is to have these text exchanges back and forth. Mm-hmm. Ask me out, right? Ask me out. And then right. these are the conversations are about, right? So that can be discouraging, which then, circling back to your recycle, makes it so much easier to go back to what is already in your repertoire. It just makes it easy to be like, well, I already know about what all of this is about. So let me just, to pass the time, let me just, right? But the flip side of that is that then when you meet someone and they ask you, so what have you been doing? You have to confess. I've been passing the time. It's a catch-22. It it really is. And then there's some people that I've previously to be honest, previously that I have recycled where I it took me a while to um, get over the relationship or lack there of a relationship. My MO has been, and I'm working on this now, is that I fall first and then ask them if they like me. <laughs> and I fall, I fall head first, hard and fast because Janae and I have talked about this. We're nurturers. We're we're fixers. We're the problem solvers. So like, if I see someone that I care about, like I've, I've talked to this person, I met with them. This is, you know, pre COVID and things, my recycle group. Um, I want to be able to partner with you. That's my, that's always my plan is that if I'm with somebody, this is for the long haul and it's not always reciprocated. And so I go into it thinking we're going to, this is going to be long lasting, substantial, at first day or second day or first get down because I've already poured my feelings into this. So then you have to take that time. I had to take the time to process my feelings, uh, separate them, go through a whole uh, mental detox and cleansing only to jump back into it. 
because I am now vitamin D deficient and I know that crazy. I do know that crazy, but is it worth me going back into that same mental state, mental, you know, uh, state of being? Um, and sometimes I, I know it's not worth it, but there's times where my innate desire, innate desire for that intimacy, for that attention, for that connection, for just the sex, uh, clouds the fact that I have been hurt before, that it was such a long process for me to get over it before. And so that's something that I've been looking at lately, just trying to remember, yo, that didn't feel too good after that. Remember when he didn't call you for, didn't call you? (laughs) Not for, he never called you. Remember that? Remember how you felt? Remember you're like, I'm never doing this again. Don't call him again. (laughs) Get you a toy. And name it vitamin D. Hey, Vita, I missed you. What is that, a toothbrush? No, go away. (laughs) Right? Hey, yeah. So there's all of those little pieces too. Like, so how do you break that? How, How do you break that? Because I feel like we're two sides of the same coin where sexual appetite is similar, right? But I tend to be more reserved until I'm not. And then it's all in. And as a cancer, an uber feeling, uber sensitive, uber, I can take care of it. I can get it done. I feel like you just get stuck in trying to make it work because you have all the tools to make it work. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to, it was never going to. It was never going to work. So how do you kind of break that cycle? I'm not quite sure yet, in all honesty, because I'm still processing myself. Um, I am, I've, you know, like I I was saying, I've been listening to a lot more podcasts on um, like self-esteem and self-love and self-journey, which I've done before, but like, we're 40 plus it's a new stage you the stuff that I learned in my 20s and 30s is still applicable now but I need to revisit it because now I'm moving into a new it's going to be presented differently it's going to help me navigate this next stage you know more efficiently so I'm going back through you know learning my love language learning my attachment style learning about literally self-esteem I thought I was I thought I was pretty dope and I thought that I had a pretty good uh, healthy self-esteem but I don't and I've been reminded of that lately. Like you're still dealing with some past trauma relationship wise um, from my childhood, not thinking I was good enough, kind of in competition with, you know, cousins who were like prettier than me and things like that. That junk resurfaced because I hadn't fully dealt with it. So um, I'm still trying to process some recent hurts, some recent letdowns. And I'm always really big on, you know, communication and communication styles. And like Nate said, she's more reserved and she's like, hey, tell me what you look, you know, let me see you. Whereas I go, hey, well, I'm moving in. Right. You said you opened the door for me at, at H-E-B. So we're together now. Right. That's how we do. We helping each other. You help me up. We help, 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 help. Top the rent. I got you. We good. OK. Straight in, like not out the gate. That's that's what I do. And then I'm like, wait a minute. You just wanted to have sex. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, me too. But at the same time, I'm like, but I'm pretty awesome, right? No. 
no, I guess not. And it's, it's because I, like I said, I fall fast. I fall hard. Um, and there's, I gotta fix that. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pull back. And, and a lot of times it's the climb, it's the journey that it, it makes it so sweet and, and not just rushing to the end of the, the finish line. You know what I mean? Like I, I want it so bad that I just go out there and I'm like, Hey, you're cute. You're mine. You're my boyfriend. Let's go. And he's like, I'm married. Oh, okay. Never mind. My bad. <laughs> My bad. My bad, sis. Good looking. Good looking. <laughs> you see, you real lucky. You a real lucky chick. That's a nice looking dude. A nice looking dude. <laughs> yeah. And you bring up very valid points about needing to address traumas. Not only needing to address them, but recognize them. Right. So in the instance of my relationships and social life, I didn't realize until very late that that need to want to remain in a dynamic and give it 1000% to fix it came because I made a very conscious decision that I didn't want to be seeing a lot of men like I saw my mom do when I was growing up, right? And understanding that like, I don't need to have all of these various boyfriends. I can find a relationship and also speaks to my night my naiveness, have a relationship. He says he loves me. Then we're going to do this thing. Right. And so not recognizing that as something that was unhealthy took a lot, a long time. And it was like a ton of bricks. Right. Mm -hmm. I had to recognize that you can give something a thousand percent, but what does that other thousand percent look like? And are you working on it together at 2000% or are you carrying the 1000% and they have like 50%? You can't make them meet you, right? To make it work. You can't make the pieces fit. And so part of doing that was going to therapy, Mm -hmm. being in therapy, right? And recognizing, like you said, where are these spaces? And I don't know what's worse. A confident woman who realized she's not confident she has all of these areas of holes or someone recognizing very early on that they have these holes, right? Because when you have this false sense of confidence, it's like you crash and have to rebuild. And that was me, right? I've always been like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, put a jewel in your crown, fix your crown. We are the business. Okay, yada, yada. Only to have a mirror held up and say, sis, you do have a crown, but it's like no jewel right here and it's tarnished right here and it's crooked. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're right. How the hell did that happen? And going back and, and, and unlearning that, unpacking it, but also when you get into the potential of a new relationship, making sure that those traits do not repeat, even though they're great traits, right? right? We are loyal to a fault. We are honest. We communicate. Even though you have those great traits, they have to be adjusted. They have to be right. modified and adjusted and used accordingly. And that, my friend, has been a hard process. Right. And it's it's uh, interesting that you brought that up because um, I've been listening to Small Doses podcast. And she said something very similar, like, um, it's not about changing who you are for a man, but you're going to have to adjust some things. 
because now it's not just you fending for you. It's y'all going through life together. And there's some things it's compromise. It's a give and a take. It's a yin and a yang. It's like you said, a thousand percent and a thousand percent we should be doing this together. It should be 50, 50. And we're going at it a thousand percent. Like it can't be more on one side, one side and one more and less on the other. Although there will be times where you put more in than, than your partner does and vice and it should be vice versa, but I shouldn't be holding this relationship on my own shoulders or I shouldn't feel like I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, or I feel like I should have to, that's, that's usually my thing because we go in, like you said, we're loyal to a fault. We, we love hard. We're there. We fix things. We're going to 100%. A lot of times there's things that I didn't need to do. I should have allowed my partner or my significant other to do, but because I'm, I've been single for so long, raised by a single mom who was single most of my life. It's, that's what I've been, that's what I've been taught. Take care of the business. Make sure your man is happy and he comes home to a peaceful place. Um, and that didn't work. Now that doesn't mean that I won't continue that. I feel like that's, um, my role as the partner in the relationship. I want to make sure that when my significant other comes home, it's not a whole bunch of drama and let, you know, it, he can have time to decompress, but also I should be able to have that time to decompress. You know what I'm saying? It's that give it and take that compromise. I, um, and that was something I had to learn. It took a really long time to learn that, but like you said, unlearning that stuff, we learned to be, um, we took care of shit, period. We took care of it because our parents, took, our mothers took care of shit. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But that's not a woman who needs a man and a man needs to be needed. And I didn't realize that till later. So the character traits that kept us going, that kept my family going, that, that kept my mom's family going, um, aren't necessarily a bad thing but they need to be adjusted because now you're going into a partnership. And that's something that I had to look at and deal with. Like, Oh, don't pay all the bills. Don't cook all the dinners. Don't wash his feet. Don't wash his dirty drawers. Don't let him do some things. Let him be the man and take care of stuff. Um, which works if you have a good man, which I had a man cub. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Shout out to, you mentioned small doses. Shout out to Amanda Seals. We love her her podcast. We love her all everything. She'd be dropping gems, real gems. Um, (laughs) So as you're unlearning things, right, as you're learning more about yourself, you learn that a man needs to be needed, which of course, not everyone needs that. Not everyone understands that. What Amanda also pointed out is that we are all people with traumas, especially black and brown people, just existing in this, you living in America. Mm-hmm. We have traumas. Being able to recognize your own, recognize your partners and how you work through those before mm-hmm. you even get to the roles of your relationship. That's where the amending, right? That's where you need to be amendable in right. getting those things done. So I just had this pointed out to me and it was a revelation. Um, Recognizing that because we have been single, because we are generally the leader until we're not, right? (laughs) We are 
the boss chicks, I fully am aware of what characteristics in a man it's going to require for me to feel like it's okay to give him that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the boss when I get home. We're that all day. Right. But it takes a man recognizing that serving me doesn't lessen him right. as a man and vice versa. So when I hit the door, I needed to be like, "Woo, here, babe. Not babe, because, you know, I hate that general term of endearment. Here, Boothang. Here, 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 King. Right. I need to be able to give you that and right. for you to take it and be like, I got you, boo. And not... Yeah. Everybody understands working in servitude to your partner, right? Another shout out to the Ellis's dead ass podcast, Kadeen and DeVal just talked about this on their podcast. They have a great podcast. Check it out if you have not heard it, but it's something that you and I have touched upon because I'm a boss chick doesn't mean I want to be the boss, but it takes a man who recognizes how to work in tandem so that I am submissive while you leave. Right. It's a lot of undoing. We've been out here running things for 25 years. Okay. So the man who's securing himself, the alpha male that we need, who is secure, who is securing himself, who also understands servitude is going to be the match in working through those dynamics. So one thing we haven't done is look for those characteristics in an appropriate alpha male, right? Right. Right. And I just think that I've come to this revelation this year. And again, it comes from sitting from sitting with yourself in the pandemic, right? Deciding what it was going to look like when I did date, because we are designed for companionship. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say, how you say it. I'm not trying to be out here by myself. We're not designed. That's not the way that our spirit person is designed. It's not the way that we are designed. Um, and so that crave and that pull to have that companionship, it doesn't subside. It either gets filled with other things that are just not going to ever feel it, feel it, mm-hmm. or it does get filled with the right things. Or you, many women we know, just sacrifice and take what they can, which will never be us as well. Yeah. And that's a a good point that you brought up. The man who is comfortable in servitude will be able to serve his woman without feeling less than a man. That's a king. You are in servitude to your people, but you also rule your kingdom. So it doesn't make you any less of a man. It makes you a greater head of the household. Um, Taking those scraps and those pieces what I, um, we had a conversation with one of our guests that um, has been on, I believe, twice. Um, Cameron, since we've already had his disclosure form, science Cam. And I was talking to him <laughs> about um, how, like, I, I, I run, I run into relationships vagina first. And, and I know that I'm a cool ass person. I am, I'm that chick. I'm, I'm that Queen Latifah in those movies where she's like the cool one. She's really cool with the the love interest, but no one's looking at her because she's thicker than everybody else. She can ball and stuff. But at the end of the movie, they'd be like, yo, it's always been you, Latifah. 
That's me. I'm the cool one that no one's really checking on because there's always a prettier one over here. Then you find out she was telling cool. We just watch baseball, basketball together and she can put it on me. That's what I feel like I am. I'm always that cool chick that is the friend. And then maybe we would consider her being the love interest. That's my childhood trauma. That's what I grew up thinking. I was always the afterthought. I was always the uh, the darker skin, not as pretty sidekick. And that was even like younger, younger, um, before like teenagehood and all that stuff. But when I get into relationships, I usually lead with my vagina and then follow up with, hey, I'm a really cool person. How come you don't want to be with me? We didn't talk. That's why you said, mm, ah, oh, ah. that's why I don't even, I don't even know your name. <laughs> let's be honest. You called me daddy and I called you baby. Like, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> so I had to, rem- and he was reminding me, you are worth more than what you are putting out. You project your energy comes off as, first of all, I don't need nobody. No nigga, because I can do it myself. Not a man. I don't need no nigga because I can do it myself. That's what I taught. That's what I was taught. That's what I learned. That's my energy. Second is I'm in need of vitamin D. So we could talk about some things, but right now I need you to inject me with your vitamin D. And then I can't be mad afterwards. Like, how come he doesn't want to call me? You literally set it up. You set yourself up for just a booty call. And I wasn't realizing I was doing that. I was thinking we were intimate and I'm cool. And we sat, we texted a couple of times and we called a couple of times. So he's definitely going to call back, but that's not the way that I went into the situation. I went into the situation as a booty call. And so I had to take a step back and look at myself like sex drives me. I I love, I love sex. I love good sex. I love mediocre sex. I love sex. I love to please. I love to be pleased. I love sex. I love vitamin D. I love it. I love it. But it can't be the thing that drives the relationship or initiate the relationship. That's something that I had to learn. So in looking for a king, a king is not someone who can just put it down. A king is someone who is, like you said, who's going to serve you, who's going to understand that I'm an alpha female but I don't want to have to be the alpha female anymore. I want to be able to be your helpmate. I want to be able to be the boss at work and come home and be your woman. Your, you know, we're we're building this uh this kingdom queendom together and I don't have to be that big bad boss who's always doing x y and z to make things go round. It I can be vulnerable here with you. I can be open with you. I can be um I can be sexy with you, you know, just those little things that typically we shy away from because we got to get shit done every day, all day. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about what would you say now being over 40 are two um, areas that you have changed, modified to have a healthy relationship and two deal breaker areas for you when it comes to your relationships. Modifying things that I've learned and modified is that 
I had to remember, and I had to constantly remind myself that um, not everybody functions, operates the same way. So that's within communication. That's within, um, uh, you know, things that you enjoy or like, um, mainly in communication. Like if I'm talking to you, if I'm telling you something, I think I'm communicating very clearly, but you received it totally differently. So I have to understand that not everybody's going to hear what I'm saying, even if it's so candid, so straight up, they may have interpreted it differently. So I want to make sure that we're, we are on the same page. Um, one thing that I also learned is that I jump to conclusions or I will cut you off quicker than you can say jackrabbit. I had to learn patience. And knowing that people do not get things or operate in the same time, same frame, same way that I do, I need to have patience because if you want something to work, it's not going to, you're not going to build your kingdom, kingdom, or even a relationship period just to see if you can get to that point overnight. And so you got to take, you got to slow down. I'm not going out and, you know, color scheming my, my bridesmaids dresses because I met a man on Tinder, like slow down, Nicole, <laughs> slow down. Let's see if he texts you again. Let's, let's see that first. I mean, uh, the colors are going to be purple. So that's not really purple, process. right. Exactly. 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 You're right. You're right. I, I tripped out. I tripped out. <laughs> um, deal breakers are. I, I I don't want to have to deal with like baby mama drama. I know that's it's kind of one of those cliche things, but like um, I feel like I'm a pretty chill baby mama. Um, I don't want to have to deal with that. Interrupt. Can I just say that I'm not saying this from a biased perspective, but she is one of the most chill baby mamas because she just don't care what her baby daddy is doing. And that's where that comes from. Like, matter of fact, if he could just stay over at the left, it's good. And her kids, her youngest is about to be 18 this summer. So they can have communication with their daddy without it being. So she's. That's real. One thousand percent accurate. Chill, baby, mom. You and and I will always love him. That we have a bond, but we don't. It's not a. That's not. That's not what God had for me. That's not what God had for him. Um, and we forced that. That's another podcast. Um, <laughs> um, deal breaker. I just don't want to have to deal with that. And then someone who is not. Um, I I want I want a man. To be honest, I want a man, someone who understands that you are not done learning or growing, um, has ambition, um, has motivation, and that kind of just, you know, trickles into taking care of business, being loyal. Um, If he has children, which is not a deal breaker, um, but you're taking care of your responsibilities, that you have a job. I mean, it could be at Old Navy, but at least you're working. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but also not being complacent in working at Old Navy. Does that make sense? Like, I want you to want more. Like, we should be building something. You can't build anything without resources and materials. So um, those are my two. And the teeth. The teeth. That's a deal breaker. Teeth are a deal breaker. They got to be nice teeth. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. No bad teeth. No bad teeth. I can't. Yeah. All right. So what about you, Nay? What are what are two deal breakers and two things that you've learned 
or have grown in that you know about yourself? So hands down, this is an ever ongoing, continuous, is that I've got to relax my control issues. Um, Part of being the responsible oldest, oldest child, oldest grandchild, you know, auntie, godmom, boss, like that spills over into my relationships. And quickly going from results oriented to it has to be done like this. And so I have learned to, I'm learning to relax that. What I have also learned in my needing to relax it is it also has to be communicated in a way that I can receive it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you say to me, well, you just want to do things your way. My follow-up question is going to be, what what do you mean? You can't give me examples. We're already going to be dead in the water. I need specifics in order to work on making modifications, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I do recognize that, which is why it helped me recognize what I need when I come home. Mm -hmm. No woman, I I don't know this. I shouldn't speak for all women. These two women don't Mm -hmm. want to carry it all. It's not our position. We don't believe that's our position. We don't believe that's our place. Okay. But I have to be able to entrust that it will still get done in a way that functions for our family. Okay. Right. So that's an ongoing process for me. Um, And secondary, (laughs) also very much associated to being in control is like just learning to relax a little bit. Like I'm a very intense person. I'm always overanalyzing things, thinking, thinking critically, thinking analytically, but sometimes it's just a joke or sometimes it's not that serious. Um, And there's a balance with that I'm learning because as a Black woman, a professional Black woman, a lot of times things are that serious, right? A lot of times you're dealing in circles and interfacing with people where they say things that need to be checked and corrected and or educated, whatever you want to, whatever you want to use. So in setting the standard for the dynamic between me and a man, I have to just be mindful that like some things are not that serious. Some things men say because they have an XY chromosome, right? Um, You know, I try not, I try not to be prudish, right? Because I really feel like if you don't know me, there are very, very clear boundaries. There are things you don't say to me, things you don't do to me. Okay, until you've come into the inner circle and then it's all good. But um, yeah, so I would say those are two things that I definitely continuously work on, continuously improving. And then deal breakers for me. um, No communication skills. I just I did it for so long. I won't I won't do it again. I will not do it again. I will not try to teach a 40 plus year old how to have basic communication skills, to access these communication skills and use them consistently. You need to say more. You need to know for yourself what it is that you want, how you're going to get it, what role you need me to play, and be clear on those those lines of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, 
if you can't do that, if you don't have that skill, that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. It's foundational. And I think too, a deal breaker for me is not having a spiritual life. Now we can get into the dynamics of what that might look like, but you have to be able to be in touch with your spirit, man, whether that's taking a pause and doing some meditation, whether that's, you know, um, praying over us together as a couple praying for me. Like you have to be in tune with your spirit, man, in some way, shape or form, because I feel like when you're not, you have a tendency to believe that you can conquer this life on your own. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. God. Okay. And you need to help me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about it. That's real, real. That's real, real. That's like raw brown sugar. It's real. It's unrefined, but it's so tasty. <laughs> I never met a chip cookie that I liked that did not have brown sugar in it. I'm just saying. Hello. Delicious. Delicioso. So let's talk about, okay, single women also still seeking all of those wonderful qualities. But on the real, 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 for both of us, if we were to get into a third category in a hierarchical kind of situation, you got to bring the vitamin D. The pipe must be laid. So let's talk about yeses and nos in the bedroom. However, if you are listening to us, we will be discussing this in our bonus content. So please log on to our Patreon to hear the rest of this wonderful and now delectable conversation as we talk about navigating single life pre and post pandemic. Um, you can join our Patreon at Dylan and Hillen, D-E-A-L-N-H-E-A-L-N. You can also find our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. You can also email us. There are many ways to get in touch with us. Go ahead and email us at Dylan and Hillen, D-E-A-L-N-H-E-A-L-N at gmail.com. Cross on over and bring a drink. Bring a drink.